0: worth deleting the app for.
1: The Datable podcast features real stories from real people of how they make modern dating work or not. Each episode will not only offer you a new perspective on dating, but will also change the way you date. I'm your host, Yue, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear commentary from my producer, Julie Kraftchik and other surprise co-hosts. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Dateable, a show all about modern dating. I want to talk about timing because we always ask this question, is it the right person or is it the right time? So we have a very special guest here with us. Her name's Jennifer. She wrote a book called The Love Gap. Do you want to say hi before we introduce who you are?
2: I'm so thrilled to be here. This is going to be really fun.
1: (laughs) But before I give a little introduction about you, I just want to say like, I've talked about this before. When I'm walking down the street, I don't see or hear anything. I'm just like in my own little world. I'm just like very much of a daydreamer. And Julie experienced this the other day. Yes, I did. When I was was walking down the street, I was listening to my music. I was like on my way to a bar class. And I get a text from her and she's like, you literally just passed me on the street and didn't, and I was screaming your name. Is that what <laughs> yes, happened, Julie? Yes.
0: And then I just gave up.
1: So what I'm getting at with this is that one, don't be offended if you call my name on the street and I don't respond to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. But two is I often think about this, right? If I was looking for a Julie-like person on the street when I'm walking, I might have seen her. But because I wasn't in that mindset of looking, mm. even she passed me, even if maybe we even made eye contact, I Still didn't see her. Mm-hmm. And it really made me think of this million dollar question. Yes. Is it finding the right person or is it the right time? Yeah. Let's yeah. just get right into it. So, Jenna, <laughs> yeah. she is uh, 26 years old, originally from a small town in Michigan, currently lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan, mm-hmm. and she is in a monogamous relationship. She is the author of The Love Gap, a research based guide to navigating the newest dating phenomenon, the love gap, which she defines as a reason why men don't always pursue the women they claim to want. She's also a longtime health and lifestyle journalist. Her work has appeared in print and online publications, including Cosmo, Self, Ray Claire, Psychology Today, The Huffington Post, Man Repeller, and Yahoo, among many others. So Jenna, Ooh. what inspired you? First of all, you're 26. Are you sure?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm no. so blown away I, right I, now. I know. Well, I always tell people I'm like a 45-year-old trapped in a 26-year-old's body.
0: I read the book and I was not expecting 26. So.
1: <laughs> if someone told me you should take advice from a 26-year-old six-year-old, I would have been like, get the fuck out. (laughs) (laughs) But I am so into what you're saying here. The the love gap, I believe in it. So what inspired you to write this book? Yeah. So so I've always been sort of, I guess, fascinated by the
2: things that I don't fully understand about dating. And a lot of that has to do with research that I encounter and then real life phenomena. And I'm very interested in things like, do we always choose the things we claim to want? Mm. I, I think that that's something that I was really inspired by, especially after... 2015 there was like several pieces of research that came out and a lot of women's magazines had really publicized them pretty heavily. And it just like wasn't ringing true deep down in terms of the things that I was seeing in real life. So I explored those things and the essence of it is, you know, do men always choose these smart, successful, like brilliant modern day women they claim to want? Because all of those friends that I had and all of the people that I would encounter, like a lot of them did not fit this mold of, you know, those were the ones that seemed to have these big problems all the time. And they had all of the rest of their life together, except like this one thing where they couldn't like figure out how to navigate it. like um, all my girlfriends. Yeah, basically. yeah, and they're like really driven in every other area, yeah. and they think like if there's a way, I'll find it, and, and that's the beautiful part of dating is that you think in the beginning that you can like conquer it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll figure it out, and I will find the shortcut to get what I want, <laughs> and the answer it's just it's not that way. <laughs> so were you
0: finding that men were like saying those characteristics of what they were looking for? Or what yeah. were they saying they wanted? I mean, the
2: funny thing was in reality it just didn't kind of match up in terms of like why are all these women single if. They're or like the modern day Mm -hmm. dream girl. So I would go out and kind of explore. And I figured, you know, I'm just going to start throwing the question out there to men. And and I swear, I was like really casual. I was just like, well, like, what are you looking for? Like kind of like run at it from that way. And they all listed the same exact things, like smart, successful, ambitious, like independent, like all this stuff that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're supposed to say. Yeah, Um, That's the very PC (laughs) thing to do. And I was like, okay. So I just like tallied all this information. But when you really start digging with them and you really start actually, like, taking apart what they actually choose yep. and the patterns that they had in real life, like, it didn't add up. And they were they didn't even realize it, I don't think. Like, why am I not choosing the things that I think I want and why am I pushing certain people away? Like, mm-hmm. they would have all of these, like, very interesting coping mechanisms for a lot of the gender dynamics and the shifts that we've seen in our culture And there's this idea with dating apps, too, that there are so many infinite options that you can find the person that makes you feel perfectly comfortable. Like there's like the Goldilocks effect for dating. Right. Like not too ambitious, just ambitious enough, (laughs) you know, not too smart, just smart enough, all that.
0: So as someone that also does research, I'm very interested in your methodology. Like how did you find
2: these people? What did you ask them? All of that. Yeah. So it was really interesting because I had to get like a certain subset. It was definitely like career oriented men and women. They were not... like the types to go to the suburbs and kind of settle down. So I tapped like all my different populations like around the country in major metropolitan areas and had them kind of, you know, send out a call to like people that they knew or people that they thought really fit the bill. Mm. And I really wanted to get like a a pretty good lay of the land for the United States um, and get those different metropolitan areas. Those are where, you know, I saw a lot of these same issues, whether it's like close to a college town or like, you know, an actual big city like SF or NYC. Um, But I really used it by like, like third and fourth degree connections almost. Okay. And the word got out. Like I, I had way more interviews than I could have ever conducted. <laughs> people love people, talking about it. Yeah, yeah people were so excited. Season exact. eight, here we yeah. are. <laughs> and, and it was kind of like they thought like, I'll get like a free like coaching session or yeah. feedback. I'm like, that's not really what I do, kind of. But you know, <laughs> we we had a really informal and I think that was the beautiful part of it was because I was really approaching it from like a research-based, but also like an advice-based perspective, trying to find out things. It was much more of an interactive, like mm. conversational interaction. Interview that that was really great, and that I got to know them all on such a personal level. So, how many people did you end up talking to? It was around 120 wow. formal interviews in the end. That's so a lot
0: of interviews. It was a, a lot, lot of talking. You know,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. My schedule was owned by like everyone else. I feel schedule. like
0: in normal like user research and like tech companies, you really only need to talk to like five people before you start seeing patterns. So 120. Mm. Oh that's, yeah. Like, I, decent well, the amount. thing of <laughs> sure. that we've seen is
1: that everybody thinks their situation is unique. Right. they going through yeah. to something's totally different, yep. maybe it's the city they're in or the, the pedigree that they have and they yep. have all these issues mm-hmm. but then I'm sure you saw all the patterns across the board. Totally. So yeah. what is the love gap?
2: Yeah, the essence of it is why men don't choose the women they claim to want <laughs> and, and that was kind of the, the thesis and the front from which I explored and really dove into like some of the bigger phenomena but the love gap is, I think we see it all the time and I, the essence of it is timing and I think that that was something that was never fully explored when I kind mm. of came of age and the really relationship advice world i would always hear and, and see especially in like that he's just not that into mentality mm-hmm. that if he was yeah. interested enough like he'll just he'll come to right. you like love he'll will conquer yeah love will conquer yep. and that's like what my mom and grandma used to tell me mm-hmm. like you know if it's the right person like everything will just work out in this magical fairy tale and that's super not millennial and it's not very <laughs> <laughs> it, it's yeah. just not how things happen like i found out through a lot of the people that i interviewed that the right person could have like smacked them in the face and they would have never known because like, right. running into to Julie on the street. Exactly. There you go. Exactly. It was very much that effect.
0: So you have this notion of this end goal woman in your book. Can you elaborate a little more on that?
2: Yeah. So I think the best part of the end goal woman is it's, it is like an archetype like the other men in my book. And, and there are a lot of different angles for different types of people. But for a specific guy, especially it was that person that he like really did want, like the person that he actively knew he wanted, or maybe like the most aspirational woman that he could possibly think of. And a lot of them were the smarts successful ambitious like super independent like modern day dream girls it's what they said very often but they often didn't feel that they were in the place to maintain a relationship
1: that they felt were going to be like this big thing like a long-term oh. thing so until they get to the end goal woman are they in this like interim goal woman <laughs> yeah layover, <laughs> or like
0: getting their shit in order like what uh, are they I, doing this have time? i been
1: that layover
2: woman <laughs> probably i think we all have been in, in a certain degree i think that everybody's end goal is like slightly different different and that's like the the crazy thing but that they can't actually maintain the relationship that they actually want with this person and I think when they see it potentially being long-term or they realize that that's what you want and expect and it wouldn't actually go in that direction that's when I started seeing like men had all different kinds of ways to throw barriers up. <laughs> oh so
1: you're saying even if they met their end goal woman yeah I wouldn't be ready for her it, it's not going anywhere this has been yeah. the it's existential
0: debate right is yeah. like is the I'm not ready yeah. a cop-out? or is it actually true? Yeah. So,
1: I mean, I hear this from my guy friends a lot. They would say, um, dating this girl, she's great. She's everything I thought I wanted, but something is missing. So you're saying that something missing is not necessarily on the woman's part, no. but from them, the men. Sometimes it can be. And I think the interesting part to
2: realize in terms of the thing that is missing, I think that we all have to gather like, enough data in this massive like playing field right now to know actually that we're sure of what we want and that we're sure that we can make that... Like major mm. commitment. And so that's why you see a lot of this delay in commitment. It's not just like careers taking place, but also there is this big epic playing field that we all have to go experience to be sure of what we want mm. and also feel like we're in the place to maintain something that is more serious. It, it could be the right person in the wrong time and that is something that I, I was never really told that message, but yeah. I saw that so often. And in my book I, there's one chapter that highlights like all these couples mm. of the one who took like forever to commit. <laughs> and, and that's like, <laughs> like every Everyone said to walk away. All of them are married now. And that's not everybody's goal, but they were all at least like in a very long-term relationship, like five plus years where they'd finally gotten together and made it work. Even though at the beginning, they didn't really know that they could do that. And they often like push the person away or broke up with them sometimes, like completely. It's very interesting because I think that we'll see a lot more longer timelines to commitment and a lot more broken timelines. People from your past may come back. Well, there's some stat I read that was 50% of couples break up at least once. Oh yeah. Like that's
0: actually way more than you would think. I think that you think a, like it will just So break go. up
1: once before they get back together. You yes, mean? exactly. Yeah.
0: So these couple stories that met, Whatever it was, didn't work out. Years later, whatever time frame they get back together, what were some of the reasons why they couldn't move forward at that stage yeah, of life? those
1: barriers. Yeah,
2: one of them had a lot of baggage from childhood, really, and like didn't even really know how to articulate love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was one of one of the reasons why I don't think he was able to commit for such a long time. There's one that really felt like he had to start his career, and he felt like it was too serious. Like he couldn't manage both. And, and I mean, oftentimes even when our career is in flux or we go through these different transitional periods like we really don't feel like we can give you know Mm energy to both facets of our lives and that's something that people yeah. downplay it's just they're both really big things that, yeah it's interesting
0: they because are I feel like women have no pro. I don't know I mean not all women but I feel like a lot of times women can maybe women can multitask better yeah but I feel like if a woman was had a snafu of her career come up and had met this amazing guy she wouldn't necessarily let him go yeah or I see time after time right. men not reacting the same way
1: but do you think it's we're being socialized where we think if a woman is is sort of unclear about her career path men wouldn't judge us as right. much yeah as opposed to a man who's like in flux and yeah, yeah
0: or men feeling like they have to provide and right. they feel like they won't be able to like live up to this right stereotype what
1: i found was
2: like no matter how woke you think you are there are still such <laughs> these ingrained like gender roles that people would they would feel anxiety about but not even yeah. really be able to articulate it for like quite a while until they really dug into it and were like yeah i really did feel like i needed to be a Winner. I needed to make a certain amount of money or I needed to like, you know, know where I was headed for the next five years. I think that especially with men, like that even there's recent research that shows that that is still the pressure that we place on men mm. is having like career and order and ambition mm-hmm. um, and financial stability. Like those are still the two major pressures, where women feel more pressure around attractiveness. It's such Got base it. level things that, that we still as society it's put too much pressure to, on.
1: It's hard to unravel and untangle and unlearn all of that.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of ways for women like their gender role is much more fluid and I think like we've had things open up to us at a faster rate than men just in terms of like we're trying to move up and traverse like that way and have a mix of masculine and feminine quote unquote goals and men still don't have the same access to that like more emotional soft side Mm -hmm. realm and I saw it a lot and men would articulate that to me and it was like very apparent like how little they told their partners about the things that they were actually feeling. They were afraid of what their partners would think? Yeah, oftentimes they would they would talk about their partner like, I don't want them to know that. Okay. Uh, that yeah. makes sense too why some
0: people break it off or slow yeah. things down. because so I think sometimes as a woman when this has mm-hmm. happened, because I've personally been there before when this has happened, and it's like you're thinking in your head, you're like, why can't this person just work with me?
2: Right, Like exactly. why are
0: they like pushing me away when things are getting hard? Mm-hmm. And you're basically saying they kind of want to shield the women in a yeah, way? Yeah, I
2: mean, uh, to a certain extent, yeah. If they're struggling with it and they're also having anxiety about it, they don't want to bring that and put that on a partner, I still feel like they don't have the same, they, they're not able to depend in the way that I think women do. And I've been reading some things on, like, I just saw a story on Psychology Today come up about that. Like, mm. why can't men be as dependent, yeah. like, as women in, like, their, you know, low moments? Right. It's still not the same access that we're providing men. And that was something that, like, I didn't really think about going into this. Like, what would their emotional space be? Why would they do it's these things? It's the
1: lone wolf Right phenomenon with men. Women grow up with communities. And we Mm -hmm. create communities and we talk to our girlfriends and men don't. They feel like they have to fix everything on on their own. Yeah. yeah, As opposed to as a team or as a totally it's a lot of pressure. Right. So you're saying it's
0: not just shielding, it's just more of the emotional capacity to work with a partner.
2: Yeah, I think it's Mm. I think it's a mix. Mix, And the emotional capacity too, sometimes like they don't know how to articulate. Like women have been taught like in our social circles and, and from the games we play from the time we're children to the way that we relate to other women, we've been taught to articulate our emotions from the time we are young. Men have not been taught that same thing. I I love the study that they did about like even the the emotional language that like fathers use with their daughters versus Mm. like the achievement based language that fathers use with their sons. Like I'm Mm -hmm. proud of you and Mm. you did like so great like accomplishment based. Mm -hmm. And like women, they're like more with their daughters. They're much more like here's like a full range of emotional spectrum. They're just, they treat them differently and I don't even think we realize this in a lot of ways. So as a culture, like I want to keep having these discussions so that people can understand, like no matter how far you've come and intellectually you understand that you can be like many things in a mix of masculine and feminine. We still don't always afford that right. to people on an individual level.
0: Or people just don't like tap into that because yeah. they've been subconsciously brought up a certain way. they yeah. You got to bring something from
2: the back to the forefront of your mind. So
0: I guess like out of like all the reasons why men weren't ready for this angle women what were like the top ones that you saw through your interviews
2: so so definitely like career was one um i also think that there was a lot of social pressure sometimes to date around which mm. was like not mm. everyone is cut out for that and not everyone wants to do that but there is a lot of pressure early on to be like did you sample the field are you sure you're ready like <laughs> like mm. there, there's that social pressure in groups and that pack mentality too especially like if most of your friends are single like that's a- another component that can sort of crowd that space like it, fear of missing out yeah FOMO is, is a big one even the like the fear of FOMO is another one like <laughs> is my FOMO gonna develop later because I didn't date oh, when I yeah. was young I don't like, even like, want to feel the FOMO, yeah I don't right. even want to put myself in that position that I didn't feel the FOMO it, and also like <laughs> transition was like transition was a big one so if they thought that they were going to move or they thought they were going to mm. change career paths like go back to school like
1: whatever it was transitional stage. yeah, yeah.
2: Um, millennials are very transitional like as a generation so it's just millennials and even to the to some extent like the the younger gen x too i think that they've been taught to explore a little bit and sometimes things don't settle out until like the 30s and so that's
1: a barrier to commitment for a lot of people so how do you know when someone's ready to settle i I think that like the the biggest thing i learned
2: (laughs) is like (laughs) like like, people will tell you who they are (laughs) um and and that's something we do the the great selective listening that we hear what we want to hear someone lists five things about themselves four of them are, are red flags and then one of them is good but we listen to the one that's good (laughs) Like, I want this to work out. You know that somebody's ready when they're like very consistent with you. I think that that was like one of the major Mm. things that I saw. Like people that are really interested in a relationship with you are not going to give you reasons to doubt. Um, They're forthcoming and honest. Like they're not evasive. They're not dropping off the map for long periods of time, which is like very common in the dating scene. Somebody that's concerned for your feelings is like going to be much different. And even with those external criteria too, I think it's really important that you take a look at someone's life if they are exhibiting symptoms of being really inconsistent and be like, are they in transition? Are they Mm. dating around? Do I have signs that they're doing that? Like a lot of times people will have signs, like they'll see them active on like their online dating profile or, you know, kind of like rationalize it a lot of us do but like look at the signs that they're like in transition that they're not ready to settle down and like really really pay attention like
1: people will tell you who they are
0: so i liked Mm. as a researcher that you pulled out maslow's hierarchy of needs (laughs) pulling out the psych here could you kind of go a little deeper into
2: that and like how you view men and women navigating that yeah i think that that's what we go back to talking about is women being they're better multitaskers in general so i see women like very much able to like fulfill a lot of needs at once and work on different segments of their life at one time. Whereas men, and this is something Helen Fisher kind of discusses mm. in her idea of like men are linear thinkers and women are web thinkers. Yeah. Women kind of bounce around and men do one step at a time. Mm-hmm. So like if you've ever noticed, it's kind of a joke I have with my boyfriend. Like if I text him like three things, he will respond to the last one only. Oh yeah. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like One at, one at a time. Oh, yeah. So I have to get one answer and then go to the next answer or just completely, you lose it. But yeah. you see that with a lot of men in their patterns. Like they focus on one area at a time. So oftentimes Sometimes, like career they've been taught like comes before you know say finding a relationship like you gotta you don't put the cart before the horse so they mm. will work on that often um and before that it's school so it's like one step at a time so if they're like really active in one realm I found oftentimes that they weren't really looking for a relationship in the same way and that would be external criteria like you know they were really like busy in school or they were trying to change careers or they were traveling a bunch or like whatever it was there there's so many different facets of hi- the hierarchy that it makes sense that 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 the sexes are a little bit different, even in the way that we're socialized. I, I think that women are have also been given more access to just like explore more realms um, mm-hmm. at, at different times, whereas like men seem to attack things in, in a more linear manner.
1: You know what I find with myself is that mm-hmm. when I'm with a partner that I feel empowered by, then I feel more empowered in my career. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like yeah. I could do more yeah. in my yeah. career because I'm with someone who like really supports me. Yeah, but it's the the opposite for men is that they need to get their career shit together before they can fully give to someone else. Yeah,
2: or or they really definitely have to grow to the place where they understand that they're gonna. E- there's going to be ebb and flow in that place. Mm. Like you know, they have to have the perception yeah. that. My career is going to go through its ups and downs and sometimes it'll be a shit show and other times it'll be great but you know they have to like learn that understanding where I think women more intuitively understand that they're going to be ebbs and flows but like really that's the sign of like the best partner for these modern day people yeah. or that people that help you grow people that make you feel like more so I remember on sex of the city there was like the uh,
0: taxi light theory so it's yes. like when a man is ready he's on yep. now that would probably be like the uber theory or yes. something <laughs> 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 (laughs) So I guess like if men do meet this woman, this angle woman, and they are not ready, Mm -hmm. what were you finding that they were doing in these situations? Yeah,
2: I mean, a lot of times it was distancing or disappearing or breaking up. So I kind of described it in like three different ways. Some men would kind of like, you know, they would do a soft approach and they kind of stay in the orbit, but they wouldn't Mm. actually like dive in and pursue somebody like that if they met like someone that they were really interested in. It would be those people that everyone would think you have something going on, but like they weren't really making a move, and no, you didn't know what was going on. So, like we've all so had those, so yeah. Because yeah. I would just think they weren't into me. Yeah, no. <laughs> not it, that it, I was it, the end goal
0: that they were like not ready for. Yeah, no. It's really so funny.
2: It, Sometimes they're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push play when I'm ready. <laughs> like you
0: had men someday. that were actively like, I met this great girl. I'm not ready, so I'm gonna stay in her life, but I'm not gonna go full force and be her boyfriend. Yeah, and,
2: and what's funny is hmm. like the minute I put the Galleys out into the world. Like, I had, I went to my literary agent's office, and one of the agents there was like, Oh my god, I'm always an almost boyfriend. He's
1: like, I didn't even realize I was doing that, but like, that's
2: like exclusively my strategy is like, I'm like, one day one of these is gonna pan out when like I'm ready. Oh my god. <laughs> and I, oh I and it was really funny because like that is just almost like, um, it's like this very optimistic theory, but like, I'm gonna push play when I'm ready, but I'm not gonna screw it up now, I'm gonna wait. Um so yeah that would happen very often some of them their strategy was just I'm going to disappear I'm going to cut it off break it off or just like actually ghost that would happen sometimes Um, Even if they were crazy about the girl, sometimes yeah, they'd be like, "This is not my moment." Um, one of my favorite stories about is about this guy who broke up with his college sweetheart, who he knew was the one the whole time, and he's like, "Damn it, like I know she's the one." Like, and he he Mm. was very clear. It was actually so. This is was not backstory put in the book, but they're actually two best friends from the same college, and they're still together with their long term partners to to this day. But they broke up for like four to five years in the middle because like these two guys thought they had to go start their career, and they knew like the whole time and they both like made a joint pack they're like we're gonna make these phone calls and we're gonna get back in touch like years later when they were talking about it and it's really bizarre because you're like that sounds so crazy but these things were actual real stories that, that people did. And one wow. of them is married and one of them has been together in a long-term partnership for Were years.
0: They afraid that, like, they would meet someone else I or, like, get it, off the market.
1: Like, that's what I would think. I but think it, that probably would happen, too. You yeah. could get in other relationships. But you just, like, assume it's a boomerang. They would just come back.
2: Yeah. And, and that's what's funny. Like, sometimes <laughs> they, did <have> long, <laughs> they did have long-term they did have long relationships, in, even in the middle there. But they're like, eh. Like, I remember one of the guys that I talked to, he's like, yeah. He's like, I did have a long-term relationship. But in the back of his mind, he's like, it did not compare to this one person. And I always knew that. I think that they kind of have in the back of their mind, I'm going to screw it up now. So I'd rather like not do something, hurt Mm. the person, and then like completely like ruin everything for them, sour the whole relationship. So did you see
1: any examples of someone sabotaging a relationship because they weren't ready for it? Because I feel like you always see that in in (laughs) rom-coms. Oh, yeah. This relationship is like, get serious. I'm going to do something really fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There was like a a lot of people that would
2: come to me with that kind of theory about themselves too. Like Mm. I think I do this or I think I choose to date people that are not right for me because I've met people that I think are and I can't push play. Uh One person was like, well, I know the person I want to be with. She does XYZ. She's got like real goals and hobbies and like self-improvement is like at the forefront. But – right now I just want to like drink wine on the rooftop and watch game of thrones with somebody. And I'm like, mm. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like You can That's do all those things. Yeah. But it's just kind of funny how like they're so different. Yeah. Um, and, and they're like, this is the aspirational version that I'm working towards. But like, I know I'm not there yet. the The way someone described it was it has to be like exact same place in your life. That's like the only way that you can function like mm. appropriately. They you knew if they would enter a relationship with someone that wanted to force them along that development path, even faster, that it was going to make them even more uncomfortable too.
0: Because it would just bring to light how much they weren't there.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and they also, yeah, stubborn, like also doesn't want to be shoved. Like I want to move at my own pace to get there. So this
0: is so interesting because if I was the girl in this situation, like how do you know if they're like playing the long game or they're just not that into you? Like if someone breaks up with you, like how would you know
2: that? I think you really can't know, but you have to like make bold moves. And and that's like the big thing that I've said in a lot of things. You have to act like. Like, you know, you only get the information that, that you're given, but you have to act like you're moving forward no matter what. Like that's yeah. just the big thing. If someone, if you're stopping your life for someone just to wait, like that's never going to end up right. well in the long term. you're going to resent the whole situation. So like keep moving forward. And if that person eventually catches up with you or like you intersect somewhere in the future, that's fine. But like my big thing for people was like, never stop your life.
0: So for the women you talked to did, or did you talk to women too? Or oh just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for the women that you interviewed, did they like date other people? Like, like they weren't yeah
2: Um, even the yeah the one that broke up that I just mentioned like a few minutes ago I I remember her vividly because when she got that phone call out of the blue from her ex like it was always you you were always one she's like this was not a low moment for me I was living it up (laughs) like I was A great time in New York. I was in a new relationship and she's like, I didn't take it seriously at all. Mm. She just kind of like was like, uh, okay, like and kept up. And and he like kept up with her. What she described was like, it was like quarterly emails, like he'd yeah. check in with me like every few months. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, but to not see-
0: too much because you're still not ready, yeah. but you don't want to yeah. become not on top right. of mind. And she,
2: either. she, she, she never met up with him until after she broke up with the person. And she's like, it really didn't spur my breakup at all. But she said, after I did break up, it was just like that doing a lot of reflecting on your life and thinking like this person like made me better when I was with him. Like I always felt like I was more uplifted. Like he was happier. Like we balanced each other. Well, like I liked what we were together and I have to see if it's still there. Like eventually mm-hmm. that curiosity for her one out, but like he had to put in the, the pursuing effort afterwards because it no longer was easy and it, it could have gone the wrong way. Like she was not Immediately yeah. jumping at that. It took like another year, I think, for them to actually like have a real conversation about it. So
1: not to be super basic about this, but this would never work the other way around. <laughs> if a girl came back into his next boyfriend's life and was like, you were always the one I've been thinking about you he'd be like you're a fucking psycho um, you know? I like, feel like it totally could
0: happen too it depends if the girl broke up with him and like he was devastated about it and she came back to him I and then see just it hovered happening. around
1: while he had a girlfriend but
0: not hovered I think the the three every quarterly check in is like probably like a text yeah. here and there how are you doing yeah, like it's not email, like,
2: like you know oh, I'm gonna be in town for business Do you want to get a coffee like it or it would be like happy birthday like there was some reason to check in every time and, and I don't really know i I think that sometimes you do hear about story reversals and i've heard every nature of that story um (laughs) it's like there are some times that rules are reversed, but I think you're right and that it is more familiar for, like, guys to break up and come back. I think women yeah, are more yeah.
0: forgiving overall. And I think also, like, we talked about earlier, women are hardwired different from the start. So yeah. if they met that great person, majority, again, there's always, like, yeah. edge cases. They may have just stayed with it and multitask. Yeah. I think for
2: a lot of times with breakups, I think for men it's ego. And sometimes it's just, like, I'll break up, this person dropped me, and, and now she thinks she's, like, ready. I think, like, the ego driven version oh, of that it's just like I I wouldn't want like I think a lot of men would be like less receptive to it for that reason I, I find that m- one of my favorite quotes from my book was someone who's like oh yeah whole chapters could be written on just the male ego alone oh, <laughs> like yeah. sure. you know and, and how that impacts our decision making but what like,
0: about books like she's just not that into you and stuff or he's just he's not just that not into you. you and like those ones that like have taught women that like mm-hmm. you're to your point earlier like if he was that into you he would do anything for you yeah like, does women's ego come into it
1: it's time for a break so we can talk about your summer vacation for me the best part about vacation planning is getting new outfits and now we can all start our summers off right with breezy tops and cute swimsuits from mod clock I just got the cutest one-piece swimsuit, called the Sienna, which has yellow stripes and a cute midriff cutout. At ModCloth, they believe fashion should celebrate all women, with their size range from 00-28. Their team of mod stylists can hook you up with complimentary sizing and styling help. For Dateable listeners only, you get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. Just go to ModCloth.com and enter the code datable at checkout. This offer is valid for one-time use only and expires on October 5th, 2019. Again, go to modcloth.com and enter the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E for 15% off your purchase of $100 or more. Now, back to the show
2: does women's ego come into it i think women e- women have an ego but i think we're, we're more forgiving overall we <laughs> yeah we're, we're able to like yeah. empathize yes. and like and really with go. anyone yeah well like you know what i'm not gonna like let this like hold my happiness back like men would be ego would come first
1: <laughs> i think but you know what's, what's really funny about this is that one women are better at letting things go but two i've never heard of a girl say i met this guy he's definitely the one he's step def- i'm not letting this one go he's definitely the one and years later Still feel the same way. I feel mm-hmm. like women are also just better yeah. at just letting go of that idea. Of yeah, it's like that's it, right? Because we have that idea in the beginning, and then we like talk it over and over, and we get over it, right? I think men, because their lack of communication and talking about it, they like hold on to an idea for a really long time.
2: Yeah. And sometimes it is like, I I do see women, women have to be like nurtured over time. Our feelings about a relationship and how it ebbs and flows. Like if we're unhappy, like, you know, I think women are, women execute like two thirds of breakups. Like actually, if you look Mm -hmm. at statistical numbers, and I think a lot of those come later on from those romantic relationships. They're not early starters that never got off the ground. These are like long-term relationships and part of it is because like, if we're not feeling nurtured, like we're over it. But like men, once they're like in, it's like hard commit. (laughs) That's what I found. It's like, once they're really in, like they've made that choice, like they're in. But they're, totally, the, they're yeah. very static in the way they think about it after that. It is like a fixed long term relationship. But women are like, you got to keep, you got to keep wooing me. I yeah. feel like women are
1: like
0: more open to the initial getting it off mm-hmm. the ground. Yeah. It's harder yeah. to get the guy to get off the ground. But I totally agree with you. Like, yeah. once they're in, usually it is the woman. I think it's like more divorces are initiated by women. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, definitely. The, the long term relationships, I think women are, are the ones to walk away more frequently. And that is because like we expect our emotions to be consistent. Nurtured, and for not being treated well, or like we don't perceive that the love is there in the same way, then then we're right. more like, okay, this is dying. Like where I think men commit harder to that, and I, I think it, a part of it is we have idea. less emotional have that needs I,
0: as it goes on. Yeah, to, you know, like, totally. Just get more complacent with it.
2: Yeah, and I think women are more aware in that way. Huh? How do you
1: explain this scenario? Sorry, to get off <laughs> on a tangent. A good luck, Chuck Effect. You've heard this story before. So someone's always in long term relationships with people, and then they break up, and then and the guy ends up marrying the very next girl he dates, and it's yeah. a pattern. What would you say to women who are constantly the good luck? I don't know. What was it, Cheryl? <laughs> good luck, Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Coining the new term. <laughs> That's so interesting.
2: It's very interesting because I heard a lot less of those stories in like the modern world. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't hear that that as much, and I think it's because people are like less willing to settle. But but I do think that there is like a component of, of some of those relationships being sometimes like that the timing really is wrong. and and like they just caught like the edge of that and I think like sometimes women also want to like nurture men
1: through these times and then they end up
2: dropping them because they're still not ready Mm. yeah but they got like a lot of what they needed out of their relationship (laughs) and so they come out better like the men do but like women kind of get leached in that way too so I think it's like it's being aware of like making sure you're getting things out of it and not like just picking investment pieces that aren't making you better but that you're gonna like I'm gonna make this potential into something great, yeah. Like that doesn't mean necessarily that he's gonna stay. Right, it just doesn't mean that
1: you've got to make him up for the next person. Yeah,
2: if you, if you're consistently that person and you're funneling all that emotional energy in, then, then you really have to see like, does this person make me better? Because a lot of the times it doesn't. They're waiting for the payoff, right. but there's no promise or guarantee that that's going to be you, especially if there's a big timing barrier. So mm. I guess
0: if you're the woman in the situation, <laughs> you meet this guy and he's great and all that, and then mm-hmm. he
2: isn't ready. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, it's really... What are true. your options? Yeah. The options. <laughs> Move on! <Whatever> the <laughs> yeah, I, my, like, gut personal reaction is just like move on like Mm -hmm. if it be done with it yeah but you're not in the
1: situation yeah Yeah, but but
2: from my like journalist like investigator hat i really wanted to explore like what are the options when someone is like being non-committal like what have women done and what has worked like i really wanted to see like what are the actual options in this day and age when commitment can feel really scarce some women did like stick it out and i think like that there were a lot of men that would act like boyfriends but they like wouldn't label it and that was something that like i guess i didn't really have a concept of of like that happening what if someone is like everything you want but they're like refusing to acknowledge the relationship or something like that
1: it's a new trend
2: yeah it's like a real new trend i didn't Mm -hmm. think that men would put in that kind of effort and then like not right actually be doing anything about it it was so funny did you find them doing it were they like trying to keep
0: options open still or was it because they felt like putting the label would make them ready for something they weren't ready for i
2: think putting the label like automatically made it serious And, and they had the concept that like they couldn't have a serious relationship until certain things were in mm. place. There was one guy I remember in particular who was like he was like a startup guy and like building companies which you would find a, a lot of people here and he was very convinced that until he had like a certain level of funding and enough going on that like he couldn't have a girlfriend. So even if mm. he was spending every night with her doing
0: all boyfriend-esque yeah. things because it didn't have a label it wasn't serious. Yeah. yeah. No it
2: wasn't like for He's him it wasn't serious. It yeah. was kind of stupid because he went from <laughs> like I won't label it to let's label it and then like look literally like move to turkey and, and marry me wow. so it was like a very weird thing i think that those situations are higher risk in terms so of, she like, stuck mm. it out yeah she situation. stuck it out and for two years but she was wow. like very convinced that like he wasn't dating anybody else he's spending all his spare time with her like like all of it was like had all the markings of a serious relationship huh. he just had this problem with the label and he had to get over that in like his own time and it's funny too because i have like a friend that, that's now married to someone that was really similar to that too And I see a lot of her stories in that story. He was just very not sure that he wanted to be like that serious. And he really like hemmed in hot about it. And she's like, I don't really want to date anyone else. He's like doing all the things I would want someone who I'm dating to do. So I'm going to wait. And everyone was like, you're crazy. Like throw in the towel, like be done with it. He's not going to do what you want. And like, that's what you'll hear from a lot of people, very counter to traditional wisdom. Like you need to walk away. So I think for a certain type of relationship and a certain type of woman, if you can deal with the ambiguity, not all women can. That's something I learned about myself and that I've learned yep. about other people too some people just hate it it makes them anxious it makes them obsessed about the relationship right. it yeah, makes right. them less productive and, and none of that's great but if it works with your personality and it's okay and you seem to be getting more from it then you're like losing then you know okay. for some people what's the option next one? option <laughs> um, another option is is to definitely just like walk away and throw in the towel you know if you can do that and manage that I think that it's good because you find out where you stand really quickly I found like some people in breakups were like very very triggered to assess the relationship from a different viewpoint. And some of them came back around, but like they had to have that break in time to actually mm-hmm. see what was going on. Like you have to show somebody what life is without, without you and have them, that very right. stark yep. contrast. And that for me is no contact, like block yeah, them from your zero. social media. I used to just block exes. Like I was like, if they really want to get in touch with me, they'll find a way. Yeah, right. <laughs> like just cut off their numbers, like cut off their social media profiles and go dark. Like they have to see this very distinct difference. Because it will drive them crazy and you're not knowing.
0: Doing this, though, with the mentality of not consciously trying to drive yeah. them crazy, more consciously trying to find no, someone ready. Yeah, you're
1: trying to find somebody that's a, ready. Okay, a really good which point. Is, yes. Don't do it out of vain, but yeah. like for your own benefit, yeah. not to elicit some sort of response right. from them. Right, yes. because
2: you're moving forward. And, and I think that that's one of the big things. And the breakup is the good thing to execute. And you don't have to go immediately date someone, just like live your single life, yeah. and, right, enjoy you're yourself. just to move right. on. Yeah, exactly. Right. Okay, um, so
0: what's option three? I
2: think the other one. It's just, like, a very concerted effort to, like, start choosing. I mean, that is another one to walk away because, obviously, most of these things don't pan out. Like, this is the modern-day commitment issues. Like, it's only going to pan out once if you're looking for a long-term partner. Um, or maybe like twice or a few times over the course of your life it's it's not going to work out every time but like make a very conservative effort to look for men who are ready date with that intention of they're showing red flags that you're not gonna like just dive at it and go like oh you know he's uh, planning on moving in a few months but you know maybe it'll change or like you know all these
1: things that we do in our minds how do you talk yourself out of waiting though because sometimes you do get in that mindset of this person will come around at some point they will realize i am that end goal woman. I'm going to wait just a few more months or a few more years. (laughs) I am a big believer.
2: I am a big believer that people need to play out relationships to kind of like play them out enough in their head. So so you need to see in your own mind that you've stayed long enough that it's not going to work. And so sometimes I think that like you have to – someone has to like wound you to within an inch of your life until you're going to be like, emotionally, I'm done. Like I've got to walk away. Like I I don't have anything left to give this person. And so sometimes I think those can be the best lessons. And so if people are very dead set on waiting, sometimes I'm just like, and and people ask me all the time and I'm like, do it, do do what you need to do. If you're that
0: dead set on it, like if you're like trying to, you know, like we were just talking about like play the game of Mm -hmm. going dark and moving forward or dating around, like you're doing that, but your mind isn't doing that. So it's, doesn't really help you right if that's the case yeah mm-hmm. and
2: if you're still like very attached to somebody else mentally and like that's right that's, yeah if it's going to be counterproductive anyway then yeah. like, it's it, not it, there's, for anybody yeah either. there's exactly. no reason to do it and i think some people do really need to get to that point i remember like really my the, my second ever boyfriend like i've had i've had three like significant relationships but my second one was was definitely that situation where he was just like he had to wound me to within an inch of my emotional life so i was like <laughs> all right <laughs> i have seen that this is forever dead and yeah. like I was able to move on very effectively after that, but I really did have to do that on my own. And so, barring like friends who are in like abusive situations, of course, you should always try to like encourage them to leave. But if it's not that and they're just waiting around for somebody to change, sometimes they have to do it.
1: Let's hold that thought for a second. We'll get right back to it.
0: Right.
1: You know what yeah. the problem with waiting is that for some reason, they always know. Yes. They <laughs> always know. Yeah. I remember my gold standard in New York, the guy I was, I was so into... After we broke up, I was waiting and I was just starting to get over him, right? It's probably like a month and a half yeah. out. I'm just getting back into the dating scene and he likes a photo on Facebook. It's like they, they always come know. back. They yeah, always come back.
0: Especially when there's another guy in the picture. It's they like just a know. Just
1: yeah. when you're about to let go of that hope, that last glimmer of hope. They come back and like your Facebook photo. Now they probably wouldn't. They just do Instagram or yeah. something. But, you know, <laughs> no one's on, Facebook no one's on Facebook anymore. No one's on Facebook anymore. So outdated. But it's just so crazy. That's the danger of leading is that they could come back. And when they do make these very tiny, effortless gestures... Yep it throws your whole world upside down. Yeah,
2: again. right. And that's why I'm a big proponent of just like delete people from your social yeah, media. Like get, 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 get them that. out of your head. I know it's so hard because it's like you're you're definitely killing it and you're like, I won't even be able to yeah. stalk them anymore. What am I going to do with my free time, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, but you really should do move it just to, yeah. just to move, move on. on. Yeah, it is, the, it is the big thing. You need to work on moving on and part of it is cutting all the ties. Have
0: you found anyone try to like stay friends or like do Ooh. like the bare minimum to like keep it going?
2: Men are... Women,
0: women, to so like keep um, the guy yeah. top of mind.
2: I, I mean, I think I have. I mean, I've definitely seen it, and I mean, I wouldn't recommend that strategy because I think it, you're completely still invested in it, and like mm-hmm. the guy is just like, oh great, like she took a step back, this is awesome. Like I still can to exactly.
1: keep her around. Exactly, the it, door's still open. Yeah,
2: so I, I think that's like the worst strategy. Like, okay. and it's the one that I, I would not recommend for I people to agree. do. Whenever yeah.
1: someone says, "I just don't want to lose him as a friend," I'm like, Yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> friends. Yeah. I think Some need time
0: to. needs to have passed. for yes. sure.
2: Yeah, you, you've got to resolve it on your own, and until you do, and, right. and you're like fully on the other right. side. That's and also there's sure.
0: something about like checking in once in a while versus like talking every day, like you were in a relationship. That's very yes, different too. it's super different.
1: Do you think the love gap applies to the reverse? Women who are not so much ready to, to pursue their end goal, man.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely like because of the way that we're socialized. It's something that we see more in, in men, but I do think some women have the same problems. And that's something that I've, I've definitely realized. And I like even kind of noted that in the conclusion. I'm like, sometimes you won't be ready, like of the book. And like, sometimes you could totally miss somebody that's right for you too. Um, and even I look back at my dating life and, you know, I met somebody while I was writing my book actually. Oh, really? That's yeah. Right. I mean, oh yeah, exactly. Because I made a concerted effort. I was like, I'm not going to date while I'm doing this because it's something that felt, you know, i I had been single for a while and it was something that felt like for me I didn't want my story to taint everyone else's in any way shape or form I wanted it to be completely clear headed and single but of course the time that you ta- you're you telling everyone I'm not dating during this time then somebody will pop up into the picture <laughs> yeah. because that's just how life works um, but I found that person but I mean I tried to shut him out in every possible way I was not ready at all but so like, is that your now boyfriend or no, okay. no. actually no <laughs> not at all um, I think at that time like it, it had been totally dead and like not able to resurrect at that time. But it was just funny because it was somebody that I totally would have dated otherwise. But I was so convinced that like, I mean, I was not open at all. I was so much so like I was dead set that this is the attitude I need to take into writing this book. And I did it. And that was what happened. So I wanted women to at least be aware that you could be in that situation too. Mm, It's more situational. And I think it's something that's like probably for shorter periods of time in your life, maybe that you'll go through things like that. But and where maybe it's like a longer stay for men. How did you meet
1: your boy? friend You're now a boyfriend. Through
2: friends of friends. Um, It's interesting though, but we had like a really long timeline to commitment too. Like I <laughs> it's from the time I met him, like it would have been 2015 and we didn't actually date until the end of 2017. So Ooh. it was like a really long time. And then even we had that like bumpy break because I've been in Ann Arbor. He's in Bay Area and, and we broke up for five months because it was like, I don't know where this is going. Like, I don't know what's happening. So I think it's best to split ways. So I think how did that, you guys get back together? Yeah. yeah. So we kind of made independent decisions and who really knows how it's all going to play out in the end i mean i I'm hopeful for the best, but it was like one of those weird things where I didn't know. I felt like we were kind of unfinished. But he actually, like, he was working at a different company when he, we were together. That was like very focused in the Bay Area, but now he's at a company that, like, is actually has like a main office in Michigan. So he's actually going to move back to Michigan, and I was actually like really focusing a lot of my time out <laughs> here in the Bay Area. So we just intersected, and our like paths kind of got back on the same path. Mm. Um, and I was like very much like I want to find a way to make it work, and he was very. Much much, like I super can't like right now. Mm-hmm. Like work is like too crazy, and that was so funny that my story was like very similar to people in my book. Like yeah, it, yeah. it was very bizarre, but I think it almost equipped me to like deal with it. And I did break up with him in the sense that I'm like, well, maybe we'll be back together. Right. But it was like I gotta do this for me. Got like, it. Yeah. So you, yeah. you reached
0: out because you were like, I feel like I need to just like say this to him and like get the ball rolling again. Or yeah. Do?
2: When when this happened, like he's super reserved and like not super emotionally in tune. So I was like, I'm gonna have to do it, but he He's just like really receptive. He's like one of those people that, like, once he knows it's okay, like, he'll be totally fine taking initiative. But like, I think he thought that he had like hurt me. I think it seems that way. I'm pretty emotional, like, when like I get invested, but I like bounce back pretty well Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm able to like really learn lessons from it and I rationalize it all and I'm all the growth. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I, I, I I, I had definitely uh, pretty well in terms of bouncing back from it. And I was like, well, you know, our paths have suddenly merged, so they're on like the same direction. So it didn't make sense anymore the reason we broke up was no longer valid. so interesting that you were living proof of your whole book. Yeah, it was bizarre. <laughs> no. So
0: this whole like waiting situation okay. because I think this is awesome that we've heard all these success stories, right? Mm-hmm. I had a friend that dated this guy for like eight years on and off and we were all like what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Now they're married with kids. Like they are like fully committed. Yeah. But in theory like she could have ended up wasting a lot of her time by yeah. sticking around. Like how do you like move forward in life but also like maintain that hope if you really in your gut and core know that this is your person
2: yeah it's really challenging and that's something that i tell people a lot is like you have to weigh like how strongly you feel about this particular relationship against like you know the risk involved because there is risk like you're, you're we only have we have finite amount of time on this earth so right you know if, if you're not actually investing in people that are on the same page as you and that's like what you want you want a long-term committed partnership and you're not moving in that direction then it is totally a risk. At least when I dealt with it and like w- with my boyfriend in particular, I can even speak from personal experience. Like I felt like we were unfinished, but there was something about me that was able to operate with the idea that if like I found out a lot of hokey sayings can be true. And, and it, if it's meant to be, it will be, but not in the conventional sense that like, you know, he'll conquer everything to like come find you. That's not it. But like he'll break down if, your doors. Yeah, so if, you it's don't your phone. To, if it's meant to be, you two will like find a way to get back on the same page in the same path and you won't have to do like a ton of work to get there like your paths will like realign and I think it's sometimes good to have space from each other to actually be able to appreciate what you have because I don't think that that would have worked out any other way for me and a lot of the people that I talk to even one of my favorite couples the one that broke up for five years and then got back together and got married they were the ones where she's she's like I don't regret the breakup like she's like that time was so valuable for me in terms yep. of like dating around knowing what else was out there like building my life starting mm-hmm. my career and she's like all that gave me so much pers- perspective that when I did get back together with this person that I actually knew like this is what I want. I'm reapproaching it in a second time that it like it's worth it to me. But mm. but she was very open during that time. And I think that it's, it's never going to be great if you're not in the position where you can actually realize that like I will be okay on my own and I don't need this person. Like mm. you have to remember that. Like you don't need this person. You can have a happy life without them. Right. And, and one person that I interviewed summed it up really well when she told her now husband, she's like, I know that I will be happy without you. I'll just be happier with
1: you. Aww. Like That's So it quote. worked out. That's yeah. a great quote. So, this
0: is a really good segue to take away. Yes.
1: I actually have something to say about your story, Julie, with your friend of eight years. Yeah. You could mm-hmm. also argue that she could have gotten into a really bad marriage for eight years mm-hmm. and that would have been in a divorce. Isn't that kind of the same thing? Like that could have been a waste of eight years too. Yeah. So I you guess it's like- never know. The takeaway here is that you have to go through these journeys to get to the end goal, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. There are no shortcuts. We're right. constantly looking for ways to hack dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to avoid relationships, right? Because we're like, mm, this person isn't the and all be all so I might just say no to this commitment for now and then maybe like when I'm ready I will be with the right person. Mm-hmm. I actually would encourage people to get into more relationships. One, that's how right. you learn yeah. and two is that's how you know where you're going. Right. you're trying to like so hard to avoid these situations and you're never going to know when you're ready for that end goal woman or end goal man. It could
0: shed to light like how much this person is or isn't your end goal this other person that you've had in your mind. Right. Like you get into a new relationship be like, wow, this is actually so much a better fit. Or yeah. you need to be like, wow, this actually sheds light on like how much this was the right person.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we gotta just do the work. Let's mm-hmm. just be open to it and get into these relationships. If you enjoy spending time with someone, then spend more time with them. Yeah. See what that feels like and see where it develops. No need for labels. I'm totally in with this like millennial. I'm woke. <laughs> yeah. I'm woke. No need for labels. No need for like defining this shit, that shit. It's more like, what are we most comfortable doing in our relationship? This is what I feel most right. comfortable doing. Let's discuss it. Let's move forward with it. If it doesn't work out at some point, it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think yep. my biggest
0: takeaway is just like having faith that things will work out the way they're meant to be and mm-hmm. then also not forcing the situation. Right. It sounds like all of the like, success stories that you kind of noted, none of the women were like trying to force someone down a path. Even if they right. stayed yeah. around, they accepted the situation for what it was mm-hmm. and decided consciously like, oh, okay I'm gonna wait because I know this is the person Mm -hmm. and then the situations where someone came back into their life later they weren't again sitting at their house waiting every night by their phone waiting for that person to text they were living their lives so I think at the end of the day like if you do meet someone at the wrong time move forward in whatever way feels right to you and just have faith that things will work out the way they're supposed to
2: Yeah, which is so much easier
0: said than done but yeah it is
2: you have to keep pushing yourself though to just like really question the behaviors that you're doing and, and make sure you're moving forward. Like you'll feel it if you stop. Totally. And like,
1: that's a big thing to be aware of. If I'm stagnating, then things are not going well. So my girlfriend is dating this guy. He's a founder and his company is like really taking off and he's really busy, but he also wants her in his life. So they are exclusive with each other. They see each other regularly. They have boyfriend, girlfriend sort of dates. And he's mm-hmm. recently asked her to move in with him, but he doesn't want the label. And this is what he. He said to her, I don't want the label because I don't feel like I deserve that label boyfriend yet. Mm, mm. I'm still working my way up to that label. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because he's like I'm not dating other people. It's yeah. not that. It's just that I think the, the boyfriend label puts me in a different category mm-hmm. and I still have a lot of personal growth yeah. to get
0: there. I mean I've had this personal experience. I think men do have this feeling like I need to like be the best person I can for you mm. when they do meet that girl and if they know like deep down they aren't there yet or like they're preoccupied with something else like, they will kind of, like, take that step back or whether it's totally disappearing, breaking it off, or just, like, not putting a label on it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: There's, like, some barrier to, like, full-fledged commitment. And I do think men are really idealistic in some ways more than women. I think women are a little more pragmatic about how they approach very, things. Yeah. But, like, men are super idealistic. And that's something that I I realized very early, um, that they do, like, put, like, a really heavy emphasis on, like, relationships and, like, what level of relationship yep. and if yeah. it's labeled relationship and boyfriends and the terms mean more. They put so much more weight into it. Where women so are like, hey, I just want to know you're going to show up tomorrow. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Like that's all this
0: means to me. I just need
1: a plus yeah. one, all right? <laughs> that's
0: all. But I think that's another takeaway though is like I personally would rather someone be all in mm-hmm. than like not in at all or half out. True. Like, so I think it comes back to this like being ready I think we need to, like, ditch this, like, old, like, he's just not that into you mentality. Mm-hmm. If we are in this ex- situation ourselves or have friends in it, like, mm-hmm. understand that everyone's kind of on their own path and, mm-hmm. like, it may or may not have anything to do with the other person.
1: Yeah. And that absolutely. that's exactly, I mean, this is what I'm taking away from your book, which is I think we're so focused on the other person. Instead of thinking about your end goal woman or end goal man, think about the end goal you. Who do yeah. you ultimately want to be in a relationship? And when your relationships don't work out, don't think about what you're lacking. Think about what it is you want to develop more of. Mm-hmm. And not for the person you're trying to win back, but for yourself. We can always chalk it up to timing. Yep. Timing is everything. We can say that forever, but what's that really going to do for us? Nothing. Right. We can't control where the universe takes it. Right. No. So you just, the only thing you can control is how you develop yourself. Right. Totally. Absolutely. Cool. We do a question question of the day. Question of the day.
0: Um, this question of the day comes from Jamie. I met this wonderful guy. and We've been dating for about three months. He recently lost his work visa and broke up with me saying he couldn't take our relationship to the next level as it wasn't fair to me with so much uncertainty. It would make leaving even harder if we were further involved. He still has two more months in the States. Is it worth suggesting we do a casual relationship and continue to enjoy each other's company? Will he see me as someone short term if I do this and will it ruin our chances of getting back together long term if he does come back.
2: Mm. that's such a good question. <laughs> Jenna, <laughs> take it away. Yeah. So, so for me, uh, I think that in terms of suggesting a casual relationship, I probably wouldn't pose it that way, I, I guess, as a casual relationship, but more just like, I want to enjoy the time that we have left here while well, you're still here. It doesn't make sense that you're here and that we're not seeing each other when we have these strong feelings for each other. If you are totally okay, like you can really deal with the fact that this might not go your way. Like at the end of the mm. day, he might still leave and you're going to have to realize that you put two more months and you got two more months down the road in those feelings. If you are really okay to cope with that consequence, then go for it. Mm -hmm. I say like, if if that's a risk that feels worth it to you, then like, uh, of course. And I think that that's something that I would tell you to go for it if if that feels right. But I I think that if you know, and I think the women know if they're that type of person that's going to get like super emotionally attached and they're just going to like shut down, not be productive at work, stop seeing friends, if that's going to be you, (laughs) then like, I think it's probably best that like he is thinking about this very logically that like that is going to be a really challenging barrier to overcome if like you know an overseas relationship sounds really intense but yeah i I would say like think about how you are as a person and how you're strung up and really be real with yourself is that a risk that's really worth it for you not about him and like you know what's going on there like is this really good for me Mm, like yeah mm -hmm. i think also like what you really
0: want is it this person like are they so the person Mm -hmm. for you or do you want a relationship? relationship that's long term because it sounds like this might not actually go there if someone physically Mm -hmm. won't be here and has to leave the country the other way you feel like Mm -hmm. you have just such an undeniable connection maybe two more months would put things in a different place
2: yeah but you're
0: still gonna have to do a long distance relationship
2: yeah you have to like know what you're (laughs) signing up for in terms of like the whole package like it could be really high risk and you might not even like the distance the way that you think you do it's just like super early and those heady emotions where you're very like consumed with somebody that's still super early on in that way. So it's like just being really real with yourself about the reality of
1: the situation and whether or not that's worth the risk. How I feel right before I get on a roller coaster: Am I ready to face this? I'm going to feel good at the end when it's over Mm -hmm. but during it I'm going to be scared as hell. Do I want to go through these emotions or I can just bow out, go get some cotton candy and be happy with that too. (laughs) I may not feel as thrilled or accomplished at the end but I'm still baseline happy. Yeah. I don't
2: know.
0: analogy. I'm thinking the opposite of like one of those like drops that you like yeah. while you're on it you're like this is great and at the edge, you're like fuck this person's now God and uh, then it like all comes to you but yeah. I guess it depends how you process it.
1: How you process
0: it. Which sure. ride you're on in that amusement park. Yeah, yeah choose your
1: ride whether you want to get on it or not. Yeah. Okay we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much Jenna for being on our show talking about the love gap, talking about this whole idea of timing. I think we finally figured out what that has to do with dating which is basically you have no Control over it. <laughs> Not if it's, it's meant to work. No. Out. Yeah, but it's your mindset that you have control over. And we're also booking guests for upcoming seasons. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, just reach out to us, datablepodcast.com Okay, we're gonna wrap this up. Stay dateable. Your action item for this week is to identify areas in your life where you may be forcing something to happen. Some of us have imposed timelines or outcomes. Once you identify these areas, see where you can just let go a little bit. Let it play out without pushing it for an outcome. Want to continue the conversation? First, tag us in any post with hashtag stay dateable. Then head on over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes, as well as articles, videos, and our coaching services with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series, where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. To connect with us, find Dateable Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also downloadable on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable.